right, everybody. Um, welcome back to Not For The Final. I am Emily, as per usual. And I'm Lindsay. And so let's dive right into it and get right into episode 10. Lindsay, please tell us the name because we all do be known and I do be forgetting. The title of this episode, cleverly, thank you MTV, is Amber Alert. A little dark there, you know, with children being okay. kidnapped, but whatever, it's fine. It's just the play on words, Emily. Don't, you don't have to bring it there. Anyway, so we start off the episode with an intro post-crater as usual. Teresa has just gone home. Corey and Amber M are now partners and Casey has her gold skull. And so we come back into the house and we have Kyle immediately kicking it off with a confessional. And I love him. I really do be loving Kyle. (laughs) He starts it off and he just immediately dives right into... I'm pretty sure he's talking about Corey when he's like, there's two things I know when Corey has a new partner with the fact that Corey's partnered up with Amber M and that it's Corey. He he can't get, he can't wait to be rogue again. Um, But I can't remember if that's the context or not. So, but I just remember it was a very cute little confessional. And just after that, we have the Devin versus big brother tirade kicking it right off in the beginning he you know this man does not quit you got to give it to him he gets something in his mind and then he's like this is my new goal for the rest of the season whether it's johnny bananas whether it's big brother there's always someone that devin has sets his sights on and it can sometimes be a bit of a fault oh devin 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 he chooses the david the goliath route every season without fail and then labels himself as david <laughs> I don't even. Th- I think he's so easily meet Goliath. I think he thinks he's Goliath sometimes. He says it no. himself. This episode, he is drunk on power. Oh yeah, no. I actually think he's fucking which whichever Greek hero it is that fucking taunts the Cyclops. That is it, because that bitch ends up dying. Girl, you mean Perseus? No, Perseus does the Medusa one. No, it girl, that's oh, is it Odysseus? It is Od- me. Odysseus is the, the one who's like, I am no one. And it's like, no one stabbed me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is Odysseus. This and is now a Greek that- mythology podcast. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, did you guys know Percy Jackson? Anyway. Um, so, but no, seriously, he is literally like that bitch. Odysseus. Dumb motherfucker. <laughs> but I don't know if that's anyway. how I'd describe Odysseus, but okay. I would be describing, English major would be describing Odysseus as a dumb motherfucker. That's fine. But anyway, moving on. We have Devin vs. Big Brother as per usual, and he immediately enlists Dev, uh, CT and Nam to be buddy-buddy with him in order to help take them down because he's now thrilled that all three of Big Brother have their skulls because that means that the two guys are very easy targets to throw down into the crater once he has power, which, spoiler alert, he gets power. Yeah, we I think then, the oh. Devon CT alliance was something that already existed, and the Nam CT alliance was something that already existed. So this just sort of brought them all three all in the same room for the first time. Yeah, it also I think puts Devon at the head of this little Hydra to stick with the it, little it, Greek. At least it lets him theme. think that he's at the head of it. I don't think yeah. that CT will ever fully give him the reins. But no, 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 no. It's like when you're little and you're sitting on your parents lap as they drive the car and you think you're driving the car but they're controlling the pedals yeah or when your cousins give you a controller that's not plugged into the video game that's kind of ct and devon yeah same vibes um we immediately jump into some very 
cringeworthy flirting. Thank you, Fessy and Gabby. I don't know what the fuck that shit was, but it was nasty. I I want to address here. They chose to spend 15 minutes on that conversation and on them making out and then later post on Instagram a deleted scene that is um, Nani bringing Leroy a cake for their like 10 year friendship anniversary because they met on the real world 10 years ago like that day. And I was like, why would you choose to put Fessy and Gabby on TV like for that length of time that conversation was so dry not like you could have in 10 seconds done the little clip where Fessy was like who would you pick if you won and Gabby would be like I would pick you Fessy that's it end of conversation I'm done with it move on let's see Leroy and Nani eating cake I don't understand no the little Leroy Nani scene if you haven't watched it yet please go check it out it's on MTV's challenge page and it's just single-handedly so cute and like I don't know if it was the producer. Like, I don't understand. Like, why would the producers go through all this trouble to get champagne, a big ass cake, like all this bullshit during COVID in fucking Iceland or wherever the hell they are. And then they decide to cut the scene. I'll bet you it was Nani that was like, that went into a confessional and was like, can you do this for me? Because they'll do that. They'll ask for stuff. Yeah. So I'll bet you she asked them for it and they did it. Because it clearly is like a regular anniversary cake. So it's like, not like it was that hard to procure. Like, it just says happy 10th anniversary on it. Yeah. But- yeah, I, I it was a really sweet moment, especially like because it has been like a like ten years even now yeah. since Vegas aired. So like mm-hmm. it's I don't know, and I feel like you don't see that friendship on air that much. Like no, you just sort of if you know about it, you know about it, but it's like not that in the like eye of cameras. Right. So it was like really nice to get to see that moment and like how much Cam supports it too. Like that to me would just be so much more interesting than the cringe that is Fessy trying to flirt. Yeah, and come on. Gabby, you can do so much better. Gabby, I she has my heart. I really like Gabby. I just Gabby and Fessy, no girl. Gabby, no. rough night for Gabby in my opinion. She does have a little moment though. She does have a little moment where she kind of sticks up for herself and she's like, um, I'm not following you anywhere. If I get power and I want to pick you, then maybe I will. It's not so much that she's like fawning over him. She clearly has this bitch. She yeah, has her. She has him wrapped around her finger. She sort of stuck it to him like the whole season. There's been clips earlier too where like he was kind of flirting and she was just like, uh, <laughs> like taking a step back or whatever. So yeah, I I think uh, Gabby's a queen, but that's exactly my point here: is stay far, far away from Mister Douchebag. He'll he literally be a weight on your ankles, <laughs> literally. But then we immediately jump from flirty and fun and blah to very cringy trouble in paradise with Lolo and Nam. The thing about this is it kind of started off as Lolo trying to flirt with him. And I think that she was trying to flirt with him because like she thought that would give them better team chemistry. And then immediately it like takes a turn where it's like a therapy session between the two And of then them. she's crying. Yeah. It's um it just I get they're not on the, they're not on the same page. They're yeah. not on the same page. Because like Lolo is used to being, you know, she's used to being around other intense competitors and Nam's a different kind of competitor. So like, yeah. she, I feel like she's been adapting to him a lot, but I don't, I don't think we've seen him adapt to her if he has. So I totally understand her frustration here. She, I don't know. I think it's a very back and forth thing because I think they worked well when they were working together because they liked the way the other one looked and like the idea of being partners. But I think they just genuinely don't work well together i think they could have been great friends i think they could have been maybe even dated in the future i just think being partners in a team game when nam is so individually based and lolo clearly we have it in her confessional a little later on where she needs this mediator and 
or was that last week? I can't remember. No, that was this week. She was talking about she needs a coach. Yeah, she needs a coach to be a mediator. And clearly, Nam doesn't need that. And I think that because Gabby, or not Gabby, Lolo, different rookie, different blonde rookie. um, I think that Lolo really thrives and relies on that structure of other people around her telling her what to do. And when she kind of has to figure it out on her own, I just, I don't think that's her strong suit, especially when somebody isn't there to be like, hey, Nam's actually doing okay with this. Where can you do, like, she doesn't have the devil's advocate kind of person to play both sides. And I think she's really missing that like team coach aspect of a game where Nam is just like so individualistic it's just not working I mean Lola plays an individual like she runs track which is an individual sport but yeah she's she's an Olympian so she's used to a lot of structure like like you said like she's used to you know a coach tells you what to do when to do it what to eat Mm -hmm. when to eat it etc whereas Nam comes from you know, a sport that he probably, you know, is doing CrossFit on his own. Like he's ma- managing his own nutrition, stuff like that. AirPods so, yeah, in, world there's, out. There's a complete communication breakdown because he's never had to communicate with someone to succeed before. Whereas Lolo has to communicate, especially like bobsledding, you have to communicate in the heat of the moment as well. Uh-huh. So it's just, yeah, I agree with you. Not a competitive match at all. No. And so then they end their little thing we have two different confessionals and they're literally once on the first page of a book and once on the last they couldn't be farther apart lolo wants to keep trying to make this work and she's willing to try all these different things and nam is just like this isn't or lolo rather wants to split she's like we need to get out of this fucking partnership this is terrible and nam is like no we can keep trying this and i'm just like you can't even agree on whether or not this is you're good enough to be partners together clearly it's not working dude like we got to figure something out we then have a little moment with Amber and Big T, where Amber is regretting her choice of going down into the crater. And I'm like, bitch, if you're going to miss, I swear to God, sidebar, if we hear this from fucking Gabby next week, I'm offing myself. But anyway, <laughs> we will. Um, but yeah, with th- Amber, this is, this is like, another moment. By your choice, bro. This is another moment where I'm like, why, why would you put this in here when you clearly have deleted scenes that are better? Like, I don't, I don't want to watch yeah. her, like, bitching and groaning. I mean, I guess it was a setup for Gabby's confessional where she was, like, calling her fake or whatever and, like, setting yeah. up the Gabby Amber back and forth. But, like, like you, that's your bad. You should I mean, to be fair, she would have gotten her clock cleaned by Teresa. But, like, I don't know. Hearing her whine to Big T and Big T just be like, bro, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, like, at this point, I, I can't with – the whole Amber big like the whole Amber being like wah, 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 I fucked up blah 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 because she just gets progressively more whiny throughout this episode and this was just the start and I was already like please fuck off please I just can't wait for I, TJ to start handing else. out plane tickets and hers says home and everybody else's says final I can't I wait. know she's she's do she is gonna be regretting that one she really do be regretting that one and then finally, like you said, we have that little confessional with Gabby right before the daily where she is shitting on Amber in her um, little confessional. And she says, quote, she, referring to Amber B, is the fakest person in the house. So clearly, even though they, quote unquote, resolved their issues. I mean, Fessy's in the house, but that's why <laughs> They did not. She said it, not me, guys. She said it, not me. But anyway, I, this clearly just... There, they may have squashed the beef or whatever, but that's that tea doobie bubbling. That There's tea something, doobie yeah. piping hot. There's something still lingering there. Oh yeah. 
So let's get into our daily mission of the episode called Black Sand Ops. Uh, so what we have here is we have sort of a survivor-esque torches lined up along the black sand. There's a hundred of them, TJ says. Um, and the goal is to dig under the torches to find your color-coded puzzle pieces. There's 10 of them. And then assemble a totem pole, a traditional Icelandic totem pole, he says. Um, and so this is definitely a pretty cool challenge i think it's it's mm -hmm. like there's a lot of layers to it like it's it's gonna take a while like it's gonna be competitive so i found this really interesting it reminded me of a very it's a very survivor-esque challenge i feel um but i don't know it was it was really cool it was interesting to watch um i was a little confused at first because i kind of thought their pieces were just in line with them so they just had to dig down the line basically um but it made so much more sense once they started and it was a good back and forth race like it was interesting how political and social this game was I feel like we've been seeing a lot of that recently within the daily challenges where it gets very political help out your friends hanker down on your enemies as much as you can um and like all that kind of stuff and like can we just talk about the name black sand ops though but TJ come on do better honey Okay, first of all, TJ didn't make the name. He's a TBI. He doesn't do anything but stand there and look pretty. Second of all, He's so pretty. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that a lot of these challenges, we've been starting to see them get more political. And that's definitely a challenge staple is there's always been an element of like how mm -hmm. you interact with other groups affects the challenge. So I think that that's something that's been a little bit missing in some of the more recent seasons. And so, so it's nice to see a challenge like this. Um, where we had sort of, we got to sort of see into who was willing to help who and who really mm -hmm. didn't want who else to win. So like there was interesting stuff like um, Kyle and Cam, they were, I think they were the ones that were burying Devin's or were they the ones that told, no, they're the ones that told Devin and Gabby. I feel like it was, it was Kyle. I mean, it wasn't Cam yeah, and so Kyle, Kyle and Kyle. Cam came across a couple of Devin and Gabby's pieces and told Devin and Gabby, whereas Leroy and Casey, who are supposed to be like the closest aligned team with Cam and Kyle, were purposely burying Devin and Gabby. So there was like interesting little things like that going on. Then there was yeah. other teams where like everybody was telling them when they found their pieces. So yeah, yeah it definitely was. I, I was honestly, this must have taken a lot longer than it sort of seemed on TV because it seemed mm -hmm. like, like there's a hundred of them, you have 10 pieces. And people were finding their own pieces more often than finding other people's. I was like, there's no way. There's definitely like a lot more that we're not seeing. So I'm definitely interested in like how long well, that actually lasted. Think about how many teams, how many teams are left? Nine. Nine. So, oh, so there's 90 pieces in there though. Yeah. So there's only 10 without pieces. Yeah. Which I want to know though too. Like I wish we had gotten less of fucking Bleh, Fessy, and Gabby and we had gotten more of this challenge because I would have, because you have to see teams like why didn't teams bury their holes back in why like just to fuck with people like we didn't I'm sure people did and we just didn't see it like I would have liked to have seen more deception from this game because with a group of people like CT Devin Corey Kyle can't like you have to know that like these are these aren't physical powerhouses these are smart players like yeah sure CT Fessy whatever could take out a fucking Mack truck sure but you also have players like Devin like he's diabolical like you have to know he if he digs up his own piece, he's gonna bury it in and be like shit, like whatever, and like hope someone forgets. Because when you're running back and forth up and down, blah 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 blah, how do you know 
that's the other thing though is you know you would only you would have to also be keeping careful track of which ones you had dug up because right. i know if i was in this challenge i would think of that i'd be like oh so that people waste their time and check here i'm gonna cover it and then my dumb ass would end up digging in the same hole i'd already dug so there's a second mental aspect to that plus you're running back and forth so like i feel like it wasn't worth the sabotage the chance that someone might dig that hole to like waste your time yeah. covering it up first one person one team that i think could have profited off this would have been Kyle and Cam because they had a really smart strategy to start at the end and work their way backwards so as the rest of the teams are moving forward they're moving kind of backwards so it would have made sense for them to fill in their holes especially in the beginning because who's to think like oh my god like whatever like but even if they found their own piece like still like that was a waste of time for every other team you're telling me not one of those eight other teams is not going to try and dig up a hole at the very end i don't know i think they it could have if you had they seem to be pretty deep holes too yeah which obviously would take some time so you'd have to really think about it but like if you're in a position like Corey and amber were in might be worth it to try and sabotage some other teams maybe get someone in your alliance to get a little bit of extra time something like that. Like it would have, I, I just wish we could have seen more. Cause I feel like there was a lot more in terms of a smart gameplay rather than a physical one that could have made the challenge a lot more interesting that we might've missed because it ended up on the cutting room floor. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I kind of liked how it seemed to be, you know, people were just playing the game the way the game was intended. Like no one overthought it. And cause I sort of mm -hmm. think sometimes, you know, the hacking challenges sometimes like makes it a little bit boring. Like the X battle challenge, could have been so much in the mud pit could have been so much more physical but people hacked it immediately so there was only really one round that was physical and then obviously the second and third rounds but yeah so i i kind of liked how people just sort of played it straightforward they buried pieces of people they weren't aligned with they told people they were aligned with where their pieces were they were looking for their own pieces and then they went for the puzzle so i think that this challenge was really like core challenge like as a challenge purist this was something that i was very entertained by I feel like this was just good competitive gameplay game because you could see this challenge on Big Brother. You could see this on Survivor. It definitely is you know very I mean? Survivor-esque. It's very, like, but you could see a version of it, I think, on Big Brother. They dig stuff uh, up on Survivor all the time. Big Brother, they'll dig stuff up, but it's like in a ball pit or something. Like, it's not actually. Which, dirt. but then again, though, like, that's Big Brother. Like, that's exactly. how it works, you know, whatever. And so it just, it, it was a very good reality TV competition moment, I think. Um, Definitely a high for the season. Players who we had did awesome right at the beginning. CT and Big T blowing through this challenge. They for, and Nani and Josh. For what? Like, two teams you would kind of think to be like, well, we're not going to count them in. And they're just flying through this thing. I mean, Nani and Josh are the first ones to make it back with all their pieces. They have a good, I mean, we don't know how long it was, but I'm assuming they had a good three, two, three-minute head start on that puzzle. Yeah, they, they seem to be alone working on it for a while. Like, they had a couple stacks of, like, potential pieces that went together made before anyone even else, you know, mm -hmm. got there with their pieces. So I think that they did have a significant amount of time. Puzzles, however, are not a strong suit for either one of them. So yeah. it didn't go that well. I wish Nani had kind of taken a minute to take that extra... T I wish she had thought, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but... Um, I wish she had taken those extra two, three minutes to run to the totem. She chose not to go because she was like, I can see it, I can see it, I can see it. And she probably could. There were just probably details that she was missing that fucked them over. And I wish her and Josh had taken those extra two minutes to go study the totem pole 
And then once they see another uh, team coming, go back and work on it from what you've learned, because that puts you at a two, three minute advantage of memorization where you could, they're going to just be going to the totem pole. Now you already, like you could by chance get it right away. You know, I wish there were some players that had thought a little bit smarter because I think CT got held under pressure and rushed it. And then him and um, Big T got fucked over too. So I kind of wish the answer key was in a different scale um, than the puzzle because you could see because like Nani's strategy would have worked if the scales were different, but because the totem pole was the exact same scale as the puzzle they were building, the people that went right up to it, you saw it immediately with the first people that got there. I think it was Devin who mm. he could see the thickness. So he knew how many pieces were going to make up each piece, like each feature on that face. So if the scale was different, you would have been able to count the pieces like that. You would have had to actually solve the puzzle, but it yeah. sort of was like, it was similar to the the geography one that johnny bananas did on free agents where he could tell that the tree was cut so like there's a hack for the puzzle which Mm -hmm. obviously devin's a smart guy devin figured out so i wish the scales were different to make it a little harder because then maybe nani and josh would still have their hat in the ring but yeah the strategy definitely was to actually go to the answer key and memorize it yeah and I have to say, like Leroy Casey, they did pretty well. Corey and Amber M had a hot seat for they were they were moving for a minute and then they kind of got screwed. But we all know there Korean were a lot puzzles. of yeah Korean puzzles, but <laughs> there was a lot of helping going on. There was a lot of that that end piece seemed a little crowded to me. But like where they were all standing together, I was like, why didn't they spread these pieces out a little bit more like that? Hello, like you have a whole fucking beach. Why are you two feet away from each other? I don't get that, but. I don't know. It was a good challenge. And everyone, I I mean, Josh and Nani had a good lead at the puzzle finishing stage, but then everyone showed up at once. All of a sudden it was like, bam, 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 bam. And everyone was there. So yeah, we had CT and Big T were obviously very close. And then you could see sort of in the background, Casey and Leroy's puzzle was also almost solved. So whether it was right, we don't know, but it was definitely a nail biter. Yeah. And I mean, Josh and Nani had so much time that I thought they might be, have been had a chance, but no. <laughs> no, poor things. But so then we ultimately have Gabby and Devin win this thing. Puzzle master Devin, as predicted, taking his power, <laughs> taking his crown. Good Lord. Well, it's interesting though, because everyone sort of was trying to sabotage them. Like there was at so least three teams funny. that were reburying their pieces and yet still yeah. they sort of got there at the same time as everyone else. I just think it's so well they got there a little bit later but then I, like you're only like I really think the only way to have prevented Devin from winning this would have been to literally take his pieces and throw them into the ocean pretty much because yeah. I because once Devin has all like I'm sorry once Devin had all of his pieces it was game over if yeah. somebody hadn't solved it yet he was solving it it's just it's just how it is with Devin like he could have been the last one to finish and if no one's figured it out he will He's Sorry. the male Sarah Rice when it comes to puzzle challenges. Yes, except Sarah Rice is nowhere near as mean. <laughs> well, that's why I said when it comes to puzzle challenges. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever, well-deserved. I mean, they had a major setback with three teams, or at least three teams working against them. And I don't know. I thought they did really well and they deserved it. I think this is my favorite daily of the season so far. You think so? Really? Yeah. That's ooh, controversial yeah. take. Okay. Um, my favorite thing was the little confessional Kyle had right after the daily where he straight oh, up I'm goes, shocked. a lot of people should be scared when De- Devin got power. Lindsay doesn't know this meme. And I don't know if any of our seven listeners also don't know this meme, but there's this <laughs> meme where it's like, a lot of people should be scared. A lot of people should be scared. And it's said just like that. It's just an ongoing joke in my 
college friend group whatever okay but and someone giving a confessional that says a lot of people should be scared is like the biggest reality tv trope in the world mm -hmm. it happens on every show at least two episodes a season where it's like Correct. a lot of people should be concerned right like it always happens so that's what i like i'm not gonna think of a meme when i see that i'm just like it's a I, it was just the way he said it i was like oh he did not just say that like that was my brain i was like he did not just say that but it was just so funny it made me giggle and plus i love kyle so anything he says i'm like oh, i'm gonna I get a jar you. i'm gonna get a jar and i'm gonna start putting dollars in it every single time on this podcast you say i just love kyle so much or kyle had this awesome confessional i'm literally gonna start putting a dollar in a jar and i'm gonna invest it and i'm gonna make bank i was gonna say do i get the jar no. when it's done no but, oh okay All right, and so after the daily, we return back to the house and Devin immediately starts drawing lines and draw, pulling in his friends because immediately we have CT and Nam with Devin in a bedroom and they're like, CT's like, I fucking, I fucking want it if it's a guy's day. And Nam's like, no, I want it. And Devin's like, CT, my guy, but you're my other guy. So CT's got it first, but then if he don't want it, that's on you. And then my favorite is just Kyle in the background being like, hee 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 hee, sneaky. <laughs> I have a gold skull. Yeah. No, Devin like, wants- I don't have to do anything. Devin wants to throw in Josh and have either CT or Nam take his skull. That's his Correct. ultimate goal in this situation. But yeah. I understand that you're drunk on power, Devin, but use your brain cells. It's obviously going to be a girl's day. He was just feeling himself. He was too caught up in the moment. He just couldn't help but wrap his mind around the fact that it actually shouldn't be your decision. I'm sorry. You have and power that, and you shouldn't. The one was... week, the one week Devin probably shouldn't, like for the benefit of his partner, probably shouldn't have had power was this one. This was the week. Yeah. I mean, in the end, he wasn't stopping her from going down. That was all on her like yes like and no. yes we he was talk talking a big game in the house he's a manipulative bitch he's yes he was talking a big this game in the house but tj asked for her vote first and so like she absolutely could have gone down if she wanted to and i'm pretty sure devin would have let her because once they saw hall brawl it was obvious i want to put a pin in this conversation so we can revisit it once we get to deliberations sure. and the whatever room why i can't i think of the name for the room where the they fucking get the vote the chamber chamber of mm -hmm. secrets the Chamber of Secrets. Okay, Chamber Crater, they're too closely related. I couldn't. But Those words aren't even close, but that's okay. Chamber Crater? Oh, anyway, moving on. Um, we then have a little jump over to the Big Brother moment where we have Fessy talking about some bullshit whatever. And I don't even give a shit because he – I like can't even remember what he was talking about, but I hate it. And I don't care. And I all I could see him was rubbing out the wrinkles in his shirt, and I was like, "This is disgusting." Oh, and he I was steaming his shirt while having he a political conversation. <laughs> yes, and all I could focus on was the fact that he was steaming his shirt, and I was like, "And it's this ugly red and white like striped thing." When I'm he like, had it on. There was a, like a, a scene when he had it on earlier. I literally was dizzy looking at him. <laughs> I like like, like I literally can't even place to you what he was talking about. I think he was probably shit talking Devin, but you know, as Fessy does, but I literally couldn't handle it. All I could see was him literally going with this like angry look on his face. And he's just like, steaming my shirt. And he's like, angry. I didn't write anything about that conversation down because I think Fessy's a waste of my time at this point. But anyway. Say no douchebag. 
<laughs> um, we then move into getting ready for our little night out in the igloo and our little hangout spot. And the we have sucks VIP lounge. Yep. But we have Gabby, who I don't know who she's talking to at this point in time, but she mentions multiple times through the course of the night that she wants in against Nani. She wants Nani. Like, what the fuck? And then she's not the only bitch to be like, I want to go against Nani. All these fucking rookie bitches, other than maybe Lolo. Lolo, I'll give an exception to. She could take Nani. She could take Nani. I will give her that. I will put respect on her name. She could take Nani. However, Gabby, Amber, Amber, whoever the fuck, why are you trying to go against Nani? If that bitch has seen more eliminations, then you can count on your fingers and fucking toes. Why? Well, but how many of them has she won? <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Love her, but like on paper- fair. But let's look at her in terms of experience because, yeah, Nani, mm -hmm, sure, she's going to get anxious in an elimination. Sure, absolutely. However, this is Nani's 15th elimination. This is Amber B, Amber M, Gabby's first. first and we yeah. saw Gabby crap out before even going in. So I don't even want to see what she would look like in a crater, okay? So I don't, think, even, don't you dare think you can go against Nani in a crater. I think Shut the, the, fuck reason, up with that the reason that rookie girls think that is because – Nani spent the whole beginning half of the season being like, oh, I want to go against the weakest girl, her and Tori. So I think that she sort of lost an intimidating factor when they thought that she was insecure. So they were like, oh, if she's like too nervous to go against any of the other vets, then that's our best bet vet to take out. So like I get their logic um, if they haven't done their research beforehand. But, you know, Nani's no slouch. Like I don't think I think I would lose to Nani in an elimination. Like I would. I would, depending on what it was, because if it was something swimming related, which it would never be because it's an elimination, but you know, whatever on the off chance. We get it. You're on the swim team. I was, I was on the swim we team. We get it. You're a lifeguard. Uh, not, not as of May. I will not be a lifeguard anymore. And you can catch me never re renewing that one. You can catch me never doing that one. But, but yeah, um, I, I think that like Nani hasn't given herself enough credit mm -mm. in the house right now so that's why the rookie girls think that she is someone that's easy to beat when really she's not so i honestly would be kind of interested to see if one of them rallies to get themselves thrown in against nani and then nani cleans their clock because that yeah, would be I, i'm waiting for it i was hoping we'd get it this week but i wanted to see didn't. nani in a hall brawl so bad i wanted to see nani in a hall brawl against amber m that's really what i wanted but whatever anyway so then we have this weird little pre-game getting ready montage and i was like okay mtv i don't know what this whole slow-mo of amber doing her hair and fessy running his fingers through his hair i like what is this for for what they clearly have been taking notes from the are you the one producers no yeah they really said the are you the one producers said hey they said this is amber m's last episode let's make it an episode of are you the one oops spoiler alert Anyway, then we have Devin with his little antics and he's like the anti-BB lounge and, you know, ever, I hate Big Brother. And my favorite my fa lounge. My favorite thing is his little confessional and he's little, my, can you tell my favorite thing is com little confessionals? Can you tell? Can you tell guys? Yeah, you only say it um, 18 times an episode. I do. Oh, they're great. I'm sorry. This is, And this was a great confessional episode. We talked about this actually um, last night. Yeah. It was a great confessional episode. But so we have Devin in his confessional while he's doing the Big Brother thing. That's the like cross matchup, whatever. And he straight up goes, I'm a big chaos guy. Big <laughs> chaos guy. And I was like, this is funny. And That's I love is. watching Devin. I don't like the way Devin plays the game. Reminder of that pin for later. But I do like watching him because he do be funny. He do be really funny. Though. I respect Devin's game. Yeah, no, I respect it. I just hate it. 
Um, and then we're in the igloo. Everybody's having a good time. And Corey said, desperate. Corey said, desperate. Corey said, I'm starving. I need to eat gold skulls. Someone let me go eat a gold skull. He's like, please let me eat a gold skull or go home. He's like, I'm done. He convinces his partner, who's been the biggest weenie about going into the crater the entire season, to volunteer. Like, I want, how did he do that? Is he a Jedi? Did he Jedi mind trick her? Like, what the hell? Pharrell says that in deliberation. He straight up goes, I don't know what this bitch has been feeding her. (laughs) I don't know what he's been feeding his girl. Yeah. (laughs) It was so funny. Darrell had great confessionals in the second half of this episode. But yeah, no, Corey firmly said, Amber? I love you, but booba. <laughs> and she fell and for knows. it. She said, okay, I, let's go. Let's go in. She, he, I don't, because I don't think it was malicious intent of him to be like, to get her to go home. I think no, he literally was, I, he literally just wants his skull. I think it was a win-win for him. Yeah. If it's a guy's day, he gets a skull. If it's a girl's day, he gets a new partner. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it was a win-win for and him. I don't think he would have hated working with Amber, if I'm being honest. Sure, he doesn't want to run a final with her. Nobody wants to run a final with her, but she wasn't bad to keep him around for yeah. now. She looked decent in the daily. I really think that her only shortcoming is headbangers. And that's what she got in the elimination. I think that she's a little more athletic than people give her credit for. Yeah, she definitely held her own. I mean, she's no, she's not Camilla. She's not Car. She's not a Laurel. Like, you know what I mean? She's okay, not well, these big Those names, three are but... freaks of nature. So I, you cannot compare anyone to them. That's true. That's true. But I, and plus she's just literally, yeah, her shortcomings is the fact that she can't do a headbanger, but her shortcoming is literally the fact that she's fucking short. Yeah, she's little. So I I feel like running a final, you don't really come head to head with other teams. It's like running and solving puzzles. So I don't think she'd be a bad final partner as long as she has stamina, which we don't really know if she does, but she could. She could be a secret like four mile a day jogger. Yeah, I don't know. It just was a little, but speaking of headbangers. We have Devin and Gabby going at it in this little fucking lounge or whatever because Gabby wants to go in and Devin said no. He said no, which I don't blame him because if you don't know confirmed whether it's a girl's day or a guy's day and you have a gold skull, I don't want to volunteer to go into elimination, especially if I'm Devin. I'm not like he's kind of lucky he won the first one. So I Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to risk myself going in so should he be making her feel like he's listening a little bit more than he is maybe is he being a little bit of a douchebag the way he's approaching it yes but is the principle behind it the i don't want to volunteer myself to go in because i have a skull is that a valid thing yeah but you know if you never go in again i guess i mean you could wait for a confirmed girl's day when there's a guy rogue agent but like you're going to have this partner that has no gold skull until you guys go back in again. So there is a sense to like, there is a little bit of motivation for him to volunteer them, especially if it's a suspected girl's day, but with no guarantee, I don't blame him for not wanting to put himself on the chopping block. I get it. I I get the need to protect your own skull, especially when you're with someone you may not want to run the final with. I I'm totally here for that. However, Devin is mean. And Devin is manipulative on purpose and he's malicious on purpose. And this is a, like Lindsay and I thought about this last night. Okay, guys, this is a partner game. I get it. You can switch partners. I get it. You're doing your challenge, your craters on your own. You're getting your gold skull on your own. I get that. However, you need a partner to run the final. You need a partner to get you through the daily and you need a partner who you can work with politically. We're seeing partners crumble left and right. Jay and Teresa, piece of crap when nobody has communication to go on or listens to whoever piece of shit 
when you have Nam and Lolo literally falling apart right in front of our eyes. I get it. But this, like, I get the need to protect your skull. But this is a partner game. And I'm sorry, Devin, your brain is fucking huge. You're, it's literally bigger than your ego. Please use it to figure out that it's a girl's day. Like, I get, I but really But it's do. not necessarily a girl's day. Yes, is it a heavily suspected girl's day because of the skull imbalance? True. However, there is no rogue agent. So it could go either way. We don't know. I so think then, that the smarter move is to wait until there's a male rogue agent so we know it's a female elimination and then be like, okay, Gabby, volunteer yourself because it's not going to be me. Okay, so I see that. However, I just don't understand why Devin wouldn't work with his partner to put in a team that they both think they can beat. Because they I... They eventually in the chamber have that conversation. Which, but that's what I'm saying. Devin literally berates Gabby. This is the start, and it doesn't stop until the until after the crater is done. It doesn't stop. He berates her into listening to what he has to say because he wants to be in control, and he's on this fucking power trip. I love watching Devin play, and I have respect for his game, but I don't have respect for when he's literally sitting there when Gabby is the one that needs her skull. Gabby is the one who won't be able to move forward in this game if Devin doesn't let her try. Do do you still hold that opinion after she refuses to volunteer? Yes, because I do think that the only reason she didn't is because Devin was in her head. I That's disagree. the only reason. He said on the after show that she didn't want to hurt her face. I'm just saying. I don't people, think Devin... People have DQ'd themselves from eliminations. Chet did it on Free Agents. He DQ'd himself because he didn't want to get stitches in his face and get a scar. That's what Gabby said, apparently, was she didn't want to do an elimination where she could potentially injure her face. Which, whatever, fine, if that's the reason. It had reason. nothing to do with Devin. I don't agree with that statement. I just firmly do not agree. I, the way he was literally yelling at her and not listening to her, it just, the attack against her because she's, a, it just felt so wrong to me. I don't I think he attacked her personally at all. I think he was, that conversation was full game the entire time. Was it abrasive? Yes, because that's what Devin sure. does when he gets drunk. It was full game. Sure, it was full game. Whatever. Well, then what's but the problem with that? he made her feel like shit. He made her feel like shit for game wise, for that's allowed. something. No, he made her feel like shit for needing something. She needs to move forward in this game. And I, that's I don't, not fair. I don't see that. I don't see it that way at all. I think that he was protecting himself in the game and it didn't benefit her. So that sucks for her, in my opinion. Is he mean and abrasive? Yeah, but I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with, you know, wanting to protect yourself. If he goes into elimination, if Devin goes into elimination at this point, he goes home. Any single one of those guys is beating him. So of course he's going to want to stay out. Of course he's going to do everything he can. Again, I don't necessarily entirely agree with his approach, but I can't be like, this was awful that he was doing this because he wants to stay in the game. He wants to win the game. And he owes absolutely nothing to Gabby. I like get that. I like, sure, whatever. But he is so manipulative. He literally looks her in the eye in the club and goes, have I steered you wrong yet? And he's yelling at her, basically trying to convince her that her game doesn't matter right now because yeah. his is more important. And yeah. that's what I don't think is fair. I think that's no fair offense. because he wants to win. That's the whole so game, she. game is me above everybody else. So does she. She wants to win too. And sure. if he was a good partner and a decent fucking person, he would have helped her get her skull. But if he's better at convincing his partner to do what he wants than she is, that's not, that's not a fault of his. That's being a better political mastermind. We've complimented Devin on that the whole season is that he's really good at getting people to do what he wants to do. Why is it a problem when it's his partner? Because th that's the no, way this it's game a problem. works. It's a problem when he's a piece of shit and mean. He's always like that. No, that's... he isn't. It was different last night. I'm I, sorry. I, I think completely it was different. disagree, but we're going to have to agree to disagree. 
yeah, we are going to have to agree to disagree. One funny little thing about their fight was the fact that you just see the mass bounce turn the back all tough guy the, the over everybody. <laughs> you literally guarding the door. It was so funny to me because you just have them screaming at each other and then you have the bouncer in the back like, I'm so bouncery, I'm so burn. And then it it's even funny. better when they get back to the house and it's like Josh starts to get involved and you just hear Big T in the background go, oh God, not again. Like, please, not again. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. That's so funny. No, we get back to the house. We get a little confessional from Kyle. My boo, love him. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep You don't have it. to mention every confessional this man has. <laughs> no, but he makes a funny comment about how he's watching Devin literally go around like a kid on a hill burning ants with a magnifying glass. Yeah. That was fucking funny. And the challengers are the ants. <laughs> the challengers are the ants. No, Gabby is the ant. Gabby is the ant. That's not what Kyle said. <laughs> Gabby is the ant. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. We then have Devin Gabby part two. The next morning, I believe it is. Is it the next morning or is it the same night? No, it's the same night, I actually think. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else written down about them. It is the same night. They're in that lounge. They're in the lounge. And Gabby is popping off at him. And she's like, I would like for you to not realize that this is the fucking Devin show. And I was like, pop off, queen. Because, good, speak your fucking mind. Because he didn't let you earlier. My favorite thing, too, there was a little cute little Nani Leroy moment that night as well. Where they're just talking shit about Devin. <laughs> where they're just talking shit about Devin. And it was so wholesome because Nani literally just pops, I think, into their room. And she's like, hey. And he's like, hey. And they're like, let's talk shit about Devin. And then they do. <laughs> and then they go to bed. And they're just like, okay, night, nightly tea sesh. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Then we have a little non-Lola moment. Here we go again. Or right before deliberation. <laughs> Where they literally have a dramatic breakup while Casey's just sitting there on the Peloton in the background. Like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, this was Lolo's whole rant about how she needs a mediator to tell her how to fix things. I'm like, y'all don't need a mediator. Y'all need a couple's it, counselor. It, it literally, the way the like conversation was like framed, it was like they were deciding to get a divorce. And like Nam walks away <laughs> and was like kicking shit. It was so funny. It was so fucking funny. I was like, mm, talk about trouble in paradise. And, can we talk about how Lolo never stops pet? the whole time <laughs> no she literally said i'm trying to do my work said, i'm working out and i'm gonna yell at you at the same time well because nam really said you're not gonna talk to me if i can't corner you while you're on an ellip- on, on a bike so <laughs> jail now it's time to talk about my least favorite segment of every episode deliberation because it's a waste of my time um so we start this deliberation off strong um, with Amber M and Corey uh, volunteering, which is interesting because she's been trying to avoid elimination all season. But now here they are. And she's finally decided it's time to get a gold skull. Um, <laughs> and everyone's like, OK, um, interesting. Anyway, and Corey's like, I'm backing my girl up. Like, we're going to go get our skulls. Whatever. It was very, very interesting to me. Then you have Darrell and he's just like, Bitch, I know what you're doing. You want to get a new partner and go right through your shit, Corey. (laughs) No, this this was I. I'm gonna keep talking about the goddamn confessionals because this episode they were just too good. They were just too good. Anyway, (laughs) sorry. 
Then we have Lolo's. We have Lolo and her big breakdown. Her big breakdown moment. This to me, this conversation, first of all, it's so dramatic when I'm like, I'm just holding her back. Neither one of us can unleash our full potential. Like, girl, first of all, you two are the two scariest motherfuckers in here. Why are you going to tell them that you're at your weakest when you're together? Now they're never letting you split up. Not one of you is ever going to see a crater now because you just told them that you're miserable together and that you can't compete together. Like, yeah. Foolish. This this was rookie gameplay, if I'm being honest. This was just emotional rookie gameplay where they couldn't, because if Wes was either of their partners, this never would have happened. This, honestly, if Wes was still around, this beef would have been squashed three weeks ago. (laughs) He would have sat them down on the Wes therapist couch in Delta. He would have. He literally would have been like, what is going on? Because this is embarrassing. Yeah, I feel like it's not even like rookie gameplay. It's like naive rookie gameplay. Because you would never see something this dumb out of either of the Ambers. Because like they sort of get that this is a manipulative, sneaky game. Lolo and Nam are both way too damn honest. So like they don't realize that people are going to use their faults against them. Well, so the thing is too, is that you have to think that like, yes, sure. Lolo was on Champs vs. Pros. Sure. But that's not the challenge. It's not right because the same thing. The payoff is for charity. So there's like no, there's no like, there's not as much lie, cheat, steal because like you just want right. to honestly compete. Correct. And so like, yeah, sure. Lolo's not going to, nobody has to manipulate their way out of shit or into shit. And this is just a game in which I think that it was rookie gameplay because I think it's just like the, the lack of experience where they were like, oh shit, like, we need to share our feelings people will take pity on us like this this is how we're going to get in the crater and it i mean their plan backfires so fucking bad and like you said they show their they basically they're playing poker for a million dollars and they just showed their hand they just showed their whole hand yeah and then they told them exactly what they were going to do next it just it's so like it's like oh i'm playing chess let me tell you my next 10 moves till i get to the checkmate like it just it was so so mis- it was the secondhand embarrassment was bad it was honestly very upsetting for me as a viewer because i'm like i really wanted to see lolo or nam eat somebody's head in a crater but now yeah. we're never gonna get to see them in an elimination because no one's ever gonna fucking put them there unless they win a daily and throw themselves i was gonna say they're gonna have to get their shit together yeah. <laughs> win a daily <laughs> my only concern is that they'd win a daily and be like oh this is working now and then it just gets 10 times the worse daily better be a 400 meter sprint but only the girls compete or or it's designing something on cats because then nam would be the only (laughs) or it's coding on matlab it's It's making a free body diagram it's coding on c (laughs) plus (laughs) plus but no miserable rookie mistake right there emotional naive rookie mistake right there and then my favorite thing too Darrell coming back in here with the not my problem (laughs) Not, not my problem it's actually a good thing for him yeah my favorite thing too is people are somehow nani gets brought up and i think it's josh honestly that brings up nani and nani is like what are you doing dude if they sent lolo in and we get voted in i'm done like what you're being an idiot yeah. well what he says he's like people have been throwing our name around as a house right. or whatever and then he goes on this rant about friendship i was like this isn't big brother anymore anymore you're not here with paul whose big thing is friendship like it's yeah. over give the friendship thing up josh but yeah he literally is like our friends in this house run way deeper than like anything you could say but i think the funniest thing is like the camera work like cutting to like casey and leroy and they were just kind of sitting there like um uh, actually we don't care that much about you buddy 
Yeah. Like, no, we're so not like, gonna vote uh, for you, but I don't I wouldn't be talking a big game. Like, like I'm not gonna take like a you're vote not for- gonna be the best man at my wedding. Like yeah, that's exactly. like, dude, you're not gonna be my best man, bro. You're just not. Sorry, Gabby, but he's not my best man. <laughs> I think the only ride or die he has in the house is Nani. So anyway. Yeah, if and and their partners. So and then we have our voting, obviously. It leaves out on Josh's I heart my friends note, and then they go to vote. Um <laughs> My favorite thing, Leroy burning his vote yet again. Classic. We I can't him. with him. I can't. This man needs to learn how to. He's never going to learn. This is his last season. He's never going to no, learn. He's going to be the vote king vote. forever. No. Stop it. But we get Devin and Gabby into the chamber and they look at who voted for who. And it is a overwhelming majority for Corey and Amber. Yeah, it's pretty much everybody. Devin calls it a boring snore fest. Direct quote from our, our guy, Devin. Yeah, it's literally 12 out of 18 people. And two of those 16. 18 can't even vote, so it's 12 out of 16. Yeah, yeah, 12 out of 16 who voted. That means four people didn't vote. And, and then one of them is have... Leroy's burn vote. Yeah, fucking dumbass. But then we have Devin. Now, G- Gabby's like, all right, I think that I maybe want to go in. And then you have Devin, who finally fucking listens to her for a second and he's like if you don't want it who do you want to throw in and then this guy just starts throwing out the most random names for what i don't think they're random i think they're very deliberate names okay but he suggests cam leroy and casey and why that you're you know it's Corey and amber m so why the fuck are you gonna piss someone off on purpose for what reason just literally for fun he's devin he doesn't, not he doesn't have to worry about pissing people off. He doesn't have to worry about keeping blood off his hands. Everybody hates his guts. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, I get that. I do. However, he's still not the number one choice to be put into a crater. Out of the five guys that already have skulls, I would argue that everybody would rather Josh. Because, yeah, sure, Devin is not the most physically imposing right, person, but he is has three brain cells to run together, rub together. I, Josh I think, has why? no go no muscles and no brain cells. What so does that obviously have to they're going to want What does that have to do with him throwing out the Big Brother Alliance's names, though? That's not – he literally didn't throw out the Big – the first name he brings up is Cam. Yeah, that's the Big Brother Alliance. I would totally disagree with that, but – Literally, if the first person he should have brought up was Fessy or Casey or Josh. And he chooses Cam, who has nothing to do with the Big Brother Alliance and is attached to one of his closest friends. So I do not understand throwing Cam into So he doesn't say Fessy because he's trying to please Gabby. He's trying to come to an agreement with her at this point. So he doesn't say Fessy because she'll say no. And then he doesn't pick Josh and Nani because Josh wants it. So he doesn't want to give him what he wants. So that's why he skips over those two names and goes to everybody else that's associated with Big Brother. And he's just trying, he's literally throwing like cupcakes at a wall and seeing what sticks to see if Gabby's going to agree with him. I just think it's stupid to suggest Cam because of the fact that Cam was, is not gunning for Devin at all in any shape or form. They're actually, I would argue, distant allies because of Kyle. And so I don't understand why you would throw in someone who you know is going to come back from an elimination just to piss him off and I, like I don't get it it just it, it makes no sense to me because why the hell would you draw a bigger target on your back when your target isn't the biggest target out of the people who have gold skulls I didn't get the impression that he was serious I get the impression that he literally was saying every name until he could get Gabby to agree to one and the only one she agrees to is Anissa which makes no sense because she's attached to Fessy but yeah I don't 
I don't get the impression that any of those people were his actual targets. I don't know. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I'm like, for like, why, what is the point in stirring the pot right now? For what? I mean, he's but, in a private chamber with his partner, so it's not stirring anything. Yeah. I would not count on Gabby's lips to be locked. Would not count on that one. Well, what motivation However, does she I have did... to say anything to Cam? She has no allegiance to Cam and Kyle. No, but she has allegiance to the rest of the rookie girls, minus Amber B. But yeah, but what does that have to do with any? He didn't say any rookie girls' names. I don't know. It could just get. So out, again, okay? I just think it... he was just throwing shit out there just to be Devin and so throw clearly, shit out. Clearly, Lindsay and I have a major disagreement on Devin's gameplay. Anyway, the one thing I did want to say is I fucking love Gabby's confessional outfit with a little bra top with a little thing in the middle. It is not from Victoria's Secret, otherwise I would have bought it. Um, update: I do work at Victoria's Secret. Anyway, moving on. Do they have Victoria's Secrets in the UK? No. Okay, so that's where Gabby's from. But anyway, me brain cells rub them together. Anyway, Devin is a drama junkie, and Gabby is hot. So that's that. If they don't have Victoria's Secrets in the UK. Why are all of the angels British? <laughs> Conversations for another time. This Next is a segment. Challenge podcast. It is a Victoria's Secret podcast. All right, and then we move directly into elimination. And immediately, we see the hall brawl. Hall brawl, baby. We see the hallway. And so here we are. Shit goes down. Amber, um, M, and Corey are called down. They're the compromised agents as per the majority house vote. And we have TJ. Look at our double agents. And as he does every week, he goes... Are you going to come down here and get your skull or are you going to vote somebody else in? And he asked Gabby first and Gabby, you just see Devin nodding his head. Mm-hmm. Nodding I still his think head he Gabby. was shaking his head. No, he was nodding it. He was firmly nodding were we it. We were watching the same episode. We were watching the same episode. I'm and so sure anyway, we you have I think De- there's two alternate versions you, of the episode out you there. Have you have Devin. You have Devin nodding his head. And then it cuts to commercial. And then commercial comes back. And you get TJ asking again. And you have Gabby go, I'm not going in. All I heard was, I'm a big giant pussy pants. uh, Yep. Mm -hmm. I also heard that. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. But I also heard CT go, are you in his confessional? Of course, you know, because this is a confessional episode. And you just have CT and he just goes, I don't understand what this girl is thinking. She has to be the dumbest person on the planet because as far as I'm concerned, we've been saving this bitch around for this exact this moment. Exact this is moment. literally this is literally a gold skull on a silver platter. Why the fuck aren't you going down there? Because it couldn't be better. It's not Amber M in the Peter Pan ring toss. It's not no. Amber M in a puzzle. It's Hall Brawl. You can run in, pick her up over your shoulder, and keep running. Mm-hmm. I don't want to understand. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I guess, get it. Gabby's small. I guess Gabby you don't is on the smaller face. side. Gabby is on the smaller side, so I don't know. Maybe and honestly, Hulk. Okay, think there about it this no way. There is no smaller side against Amber M. I know, but think about it this way too. You're a rookie, and you have all the power, and your time is running out to get your skull, and you see Hall brawl. It's intimidating. Not saying it. Not saying Gabby should have passed up the opportunity, but Hall brawl. You can't even deny it. Hall brawl. Intimidating. Not when you're looking down the barrel of a girl who's five foot two. Yeah, okay. That's I just true. can't justify it. I can't. And so ultimately we have Devin and Gabby and they vote in Amber B and Darrell. Kind of came out of nowhere, it but did. also 
it came out of nowhere but then again i was like mm, no they hate each other never mind well it came out of nowhere because it hadn't been mentioned like no, there was no one talking about oh they're gonna throw in amber and Darrell. Devin never said we're gonna throw in amber and Darrell, whatever mm-hmm. but we knew that gabby and amber had their beef or whatever so it, like wasn't necessarily i don't know it was a little bit of a blind side though nani's yeah. pissed because nani she- yeah you wanted well, to you, do a hall brawl. Well, I, you have Devin uh, and Josh get into it a little bit. And Josh is like, what the fuck? You've been saying our name time and time again. Like, you've been saying exactly. our name all t- all for the last three days. Why the fuck didn't you put us in? What the fuck? And he's pissed for Nani. I think he's really... And I think he's upset because he was ready. I mean, him and Nani were fucking mentally prepared to go into that elimination. She was... Yeah. I don't think Nani has ever been more ready for an elimination. Well, she says it in her confessional. She's like, challenge bucket list. I want to do a hall brawl. And like... I don't blame her. Like, there's a the dugout elimin or it's not an elimination. It's a daily from free agents where they have to pretty much do what they did in this hall brawl, except it's on like a ramp in the dirt. Yeah, and it's like, like a there's... skate. It's like a um, what the hell is that called that skaters use that they go back and forth? Half pipe. Yeah, half pipe. It's just like a half pipe. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so Nani at the beginning of that daily literally got rocked. Like literally, mm-hmm. her head spun 360 degrees around. Then she gets back <laughs> out, on her ass. leading from the face, and wins the challenge with Teresa. So, yeah. yeah, I think a hall brawl with Nani in it would be, you know, something very entertaining and definitely a tough battle. So, as I a viewer, loved- not even just as a fan of Nani's, like as a viewer, I'm disappointed because I think that would have yeah. been really fun. Plus, that would have been a great way to end out Nani's 10 years on fucking MTV. Like, not obviously, and she's coming back, we know she's this. But- back. Shh, don't say stuff like that. But do you know what I mean? Like, that would have been awesome for her little 10-year anniversary episode to have her do a hall brawl and win and get a gold exactly. show but poor nani and then you have <laughs> nam's confessional because we have amber versus amber and he goes i'm rooting for amber <laughs> and the giggles i love him <laughs> the little giggle is really what got me because he's so serious for the whole time he's going i'm rooting for amber and then he just can't help but break into a <laughs> smile and giggle and it was so cute and so there's a slight difference with this hall brawl because of the ball aspect where there's three balls on either side and your goal is to go to the opposite side, pass your person that you're going against, grab one of your balls, bring it back until all three are on the same side. You obviously have to beat your partner or your enemy, whatever. And so little mix of the little half pipe hall brawl moment, the interesting, I didn't mind this because this was interesting. Um, I sure, I love was- the classic bell, but- this is a good one. We were talking about last episode how we didn't know how they were going to 2.0 hall brawl. And I guess here's yeah. our answer. And this does confirm our theory about how they are adjusting the eliminations every time. Every single one. Yeah. For the, as they repeat them. So that is good to know as well. I think there was a little, there was like a moment where I don't know if she was just so dazed from the first hit or like she didn't fully understand the game, but Amber M stopped after Amber B put her first ball down. Like, as if it was a hall brawl where they were going in rounds. And then I think she realized she had to keep running. So I think she got even further behind there. Yeah. Um, not that she wasn't already kind of getting wrecked. Rough one. But, yeah, she wasn't as far behind until she, you know, stopped. Because I think she thought that it was round by round, ball by ball. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which it's not. No. A little little heartbreaking, honestly, because that's embarrassing to fucking fuck up a challenge because you don't understand what's going on, especially in elimination. Yeah. Um, but what really got me was when Amber B actually, I think it's on her last run back, just takes Amber M and pushes her over. I and it's really funny. No, I got pissed the fuck off because I was like, it's over. You already put your like you're already through the hall. You're about to put your yeah. bye. Why did you have to do that? You know, Poor sportsmanship, but it was funny to watch. No, it, I, I don't think it was. I couldn't give up. I have, we've talked about this on a previous episode too. I have PTSD about getting pushed from behind. And so I think that that's just yeah. a dirty, dirty move. I don't know. I found it kind of funny just because Amber just seemed, Amber M seemed so out of it. 
she just seemed like she oh, literally she's absolutely dazed yeah she was concussed probably from that one but yeah no and then this is honestly not a good elimination to watch it was nope. boring i didn't nope. like it for a hall brawl especially it was lame yeah um i wish we had gotten someone who either pla- like why was this even slightly a fight for amber b like she what did not like where was her speed where was her drive like she seemed like she coasted through it a little bit like she was too cocky and I was a little bit annoyed by that and I don't know it just it wasn't a good elimination for me I just can't wait till Hall Brawl comes back and it's Fessy Nam that'll be fun that will be fun or (laughs) uh Fessy CT would be a good one too because I actually don't think either of them can fit in the hallway if you put both of them in the hallway they'll just get wedged in the middle like i wonder because one of them has to go down and one of them has to go up so i just want to know who's walking over who because i think that would be funny i think ct's smarter so i think he'll just take a shoulder to fessy's gut but if we get that and i also think ct just doesn't give a fuck at this point so (laughs) i really think that it would be over for fessy but ct speaking of ct he has the arguably i would think the best confessional of the episode of the episode absolutely where he is imitating amber and amber as they're doing the thing and please go watch it if you haven't i don't know where to find it but and i can't imitate his voice but he just basically is like the best line of it was you don't have to imitate his voice because the impression he's doing is just your normal voice so shut the fuck up and it's just them him mocking their lack of drive for this thing because it's like oh um I'm just, do you mind if I step over you? Do you just mind scooting to the side a little bit? And then he's like, I'm going to go grab, grab a ball. Do you want, do you want one? And it's just, it's so fucking funny because I have, I haven't seen this side of CT in a minute, in a couple of seasons at least. And he just seems so happy. And like, I love a happy CT. It just makes me happy. And I don't know. I just made my heart happy. Okay. I love CT. (laughs) So ultimately, yep. We have Amber B. She wins. Black Widow do be striking again. (laughs) He's on partner number six now. Corey's on his sixth partner. How many episodes have there been? I feel like like he's not even mad at this point. Like, I feel like he just loves it. There's literally been 10 episodes and he has had six partners. Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah. And so Darrell has a little funny moment when they're picking partners and... And like TJ's literally like, ah, do you want to stick with your partner? And Amber B immediately cuts in and she's like, yes. And then Darrell's like, wah, 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 to Corey. And it's funny. But no, he says that because Gabby says she's regretting it. Oh, that is right. That is right, actually. TJ looks up at Gabby and he's like, any regrets? And she's like, yeah. And Darrell just goes, wah, wah. Yeah. He he firmly rubs that in her face. So end of the day, we have Amber B and Darrell sticking together. And Corey is all by himself. Corey's rogue again. Corey is coasting his fucking way to this final. He doesn't have a gold skull, though. He doesn't have a gold skull, but... And he can't get one next week, so he's kind of fucked. Which is true, but I do think that... I don't know, like, he's coasting his way to the final. Because he's not going to get the ticket. <laughs> which maybe not. Maybe he's not going to get the ticket, but he he's literally come out unscathed thus far. Sure, he lost Nelson. Sure, Fessy backs that. Like, sure, 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 sure. He keeps getting fucked. But... He has never felt that he was on the chopping block to actually be like manipulated or driven home because Teresa Casey was put against her to send her home. Amber M easy target. Anybody thrown against her. That was a layup like on purpose. Corey hasn't had to deal with that all season. He's been just kind of flying by. And so I hope for his sake, he gets that gold skull at some point. Cause I think it would be fun to see him in a final this season. He's oh. kind of been on his own and I like the way he's playing this game. 
He can't get one next week because he's rogue. And so he better hope and pray. And the week after that is probably going to be girls again to even up the skulls. So it's going to be a hot second before Corey gets a skull if he gets a skull. No, I think we're going to get a Menzi limb either. Oh, but let's actually jump into the preview for next week because yes. that's the end of that episode. We In this preview, we have Lolo breaking down. Classic. We have which challenge is it it's the some helicopter hanging some swimming swimming some water-based some crazy nonsense. challenge which i don't think we've seen we saw on the preview unless no, there's we like did. a weird... we saw them dangling off the helicopter oh we did i don't remember yeah. but yeah so we have a helicopter it looks epic usually these kinds of challenges are underwhelming um so yeah. i'm not holding my breath <laughs> but... the more production value there is the more boring the challenge correct however the drama of this episode do be looking nice because we have lolo's breakdown and then come the crater it looks like we have another security breach and so we're taking bets now who do you think it is yeah and do we think it's a do do we think somebody's coming back or do we think it's a mercenary because it doesn't happen until the crater we don't think i think it is either someone coming back or a mercenary that can if they win they're in the game because they would have come up with a different name for it, I think, if it wasn't sort of the same thing that happened with Ashley. And yeah. my money's on Tori. We did do a little bit of a process elimination in Lindsay and I's little post-show chat. And we have narrowed it down because they're not going to bring Ashley back again. Nicole Zanata and Liv are both out on injury. Natalie is pregnant, so she can't come back. And so that literally leaves Tori and Amber M. And Teresa. And Teresa. But Teresa, we discussed that Amber M's not coming back because that's just stupid. And then with Teresa, her moments, her leaving seemed like a closure moment. However, though, so it's between Teresa and Tori. And I don't know. I can't tell you what it is, who it is. I'm hoping it's Tori as a mercenary. But then again, I don't because this just ruffles. But I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know how I feel. I just, I I have... It smells like Tori. Smells like Tori to me. Smells like Tori. It definitely smells like something fun to see. Yeah. But so I'm going to hand it over to Lindsay to take over our fantasy recap. Last week we both did absolutely terribly, so I'm not even going to bother to talk about what happened last week. Wait, we did terribly this week? So bad, bro. Wait, can you tell me? I haven't looked. Like, I got 74 points and you got 57. The person who won the week had 182. So... Who won the week? Luke. Bad week for us. He only won because he loves Gabby. Yeah, because it's the same fix as last week. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Anyway. How am I placed? How am I placed overall? Because this is what matters to me and everybody else anyway. You're in fourth. Out of seven or six? Seven. Okay. All right. I can handle middle of the pack. But Hannah's behind several weeks and I haven't caught her up yet. So she might pass you. (laughs) anyway i'll just off myself then next week look ahead to next week look ahead looking for uh the 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 rainbow at the the no the gold at the end of the rainbow whatever the fuck you say anywho my men for next week are devon and nam and here's why Hmm, because there's gonna be an element of swimming involved in this daily and i looked at the list of men and i was like oh my god none of these motherfuckers can swim Mm-hmm. so i was nervous but i was like you know what i feel like nam might be secretly okay at swimming and Devin doesn't suck at swimming and also he might do something interesting politically so because he's know. backed into a corner that felt <laughs> in like 
something might happen there. And for the girls, I picked Cam and Nani. Again, I was looking Can at them the and I was like, picks? I was like, oh my god, none of their partners can swim. <laughs> so I was just hoping that, again, they'll both do something maybe political. So Emily's picks. Um, yeah, we have this. No, different girl picks. You have Nani, but you also have Casey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have Nani and Casey. You do um, realize her partner can't swim, right? Yep. He took lessons, but he still can't swim. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. I do realize this. <laughs> However, if it's a girls' week, I very much doubt that Casey is going into the crater based on her position in the game right now. Um, so I don't have a fear of losing points that way. And I don't think that her and Leroy are going to place bottom of the pack in this challenge. And I do think that this is going to be a big week for big brother, um, politically. So that was my choice on Casey for Nani. She's a decent swimmer. Um, she's currently partnered up with Josh and I think Josh is decent as well. Um, I think that this is going to be Nani's week one way or the other. And if this ship sinks, I'm prepared to go down with it. So... That is my choice thing there, um, especially if it's a girl's elimination week, which we know it is because we have the railroad agent. And she also looked very, very shocked in our trailer. She's the face we see when we have TJ announce the security breach. And she is <gasps> mouth on the floor, shocked. I think she's just so, good at TV faces, but yeah. Yeah, this is probably true. But anyway, then for my guys, I'm pretty sure I have CT and Kyle. You do. So my two main men. Um, Kyle can swim. So I don't know why you don't think he can because Kyle can swim. I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing him in a swimming show. I feel like all his seasons have been in the desert. No, he can swim. Um, nowhere near as good as Wes, but he can swim. I know. R.I.P. Wes not being here anymore. He would have been such an easy pick this week. I, he really would have been such an easy pick this week. But anyway, whatever. So we have um, Kyle for the reason that I think he can swim. And also, I didn't want to pick Cam. That made me a little nervous. Don't ask me why. I just had a bad vibe. But I wanted to pick Kyle because I have faith in their partnerships. So, and plus I love Kyle. That's so, nice. You know, whatever. And then I pick CT because he's clearly also like Nani coming down to the wire. I think it's going to be a big week for him just because they have to be making power moves. And CT is always decent in the swimming challenge. He's never, I mean, he's from Boston. He knows how to swim. So, and he's strong what? and he's what? really strong. That is not a thing. <laughs> If you're from New England, like you're 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 pretty good at yeah, swimming. But Boston is a city, bro. If you're from Boston, Boston, you don't necessarily know how to swim. Okay, I meant like Massachusetts. Anyway, anyway, but so that's why I picked them, and I'm excited for next week. I think it looks really, really good, and I'm nervous because we haven't seen any of the really cool challenges yet with like the eating, and then the I'm excited for the hamster balls. Lindsay's not, but I am. I think it's gonna be so lame. <laughs> I think it's see that's the thing. I have these big expectations for the I mean for like the little challenges because the big production ones always suck do you remember bubble soccer from pre i loved bubble soccer horrendous bubble absolutely soccer. horrendous no i loved bubble soccer the only good thing about that challenge was preston being the unsung hero and can we talk about no my also favorite thing is tj's outfit in that episode for that challenge it, his shirt says shred till you're dead skater tj bring him back oh yes no i do be loving some good skater tj but anyway Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Not Fit for the Final. If you're even real. If you're real, if the seven people aren't just us. Um, it's not me. I don't listen to myself speak because I hate that. So anyway. It's always weird if I'm listening to this podcast and texting you at the same time. Because I'm like, why do I have to have, like, isn't she, doesn't she, isn't she already talking to me? It's very confusing. I'm in your head. Um, but anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, we'll catch you here hopefully next Thursday. Hopefully. Fingers hopefully. crossed. 
we made it this week so don't count on it two weeks in a row but uh... i have a well-being wednesday next week which means i'll have plenty of time to get my homework done before thursday so i don't know what the fuck that means basically Um, instead of spring break they're occasionally giving us a random wednesday off oh see we just got one and it's saint patrick's day so we can all get drunk oh good so you know whatever but anyway i'm emily as usual and i'm Lindsay. and hopefully maybe Probably not. We'll see you next Thursday. Make sure you watch next week's episode of The Challenge at 8 p.m. on MTV to know what the fuck we're talking about.